Welcome to Southern Man, Western Town. I am your host, Jeff Lawrence. This show is all about the independent artists of all over the world. I'm going to bring them to you. I'm going to bring them here. The interviews, I'm going to bring you the music. Thank you for tuning in to Southern Man, Western Town. Today we have an awesome interview for you. It is Tommy Dirth calling me from Los Angeles, California. Um, not a busier guy than this guy. He's got his band is the is daily basis. Daily basis band is uh, where you can look it up at um, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. I think it's dailybasisband.com. You got Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Tommy Dearth, D-E-A-R-T-H, like Earth, but with a D in the front. <clears throat> this guy makes music a lot, makes great videos. Make sure you check out the videos on YouTube because they're really good. Um, he makes, he does it all himself, has his own production company. Um, he's also an actor. He's been in several movies uh and several worked on several tv shows even like uh the the masked singer and uh all kinds of stuff but what you guys are going to be stoked about he was he was a stormtrooper on the mandalorian that's right stormtrooper on the mandalorian and he got shot and uh one of the stormtroopers got killed on there but that's cool um some of you uh star wars nerdies will like that um 
I don't know if I've seen the episode yet. It's I started watching it not too long ago, and then my youngest son Canyon broke my TV that was I was watching it on. Now the only uh, smart TVs are in my kids' bedrooms, so I can't uh, watch the rest of it. So I'll get another TV in there eventually. <laughs> I've got one, and I've got three, four TVs. Only only two smart TVs, and I have to have a smart TV to to get it. But uh. Anyway, interview with Tommy Durth coming up. He gets pretty technical, too. He talks about uh, a lot of the different guitars and amps and mics that he's using uh, to record. So a lot of the guitar nerds, along with the Star Wars nerds, some of you will be both combined into one person. Um, I really uh, enjoy those parts of the interview. Um, but he's constantly creating. Um, got some really good tunes, though. I guess his, uh, what was he calling his music? Kind of pop. I forgot what he, genre he was exactly calling it, but it's it's got pop elements to it, but it's also kind of heavy. It's kind of kind of um, pop, commercial pop, kind of punk, kind of all combined. You can kind of hear that um, incubus kind of Green Day. Uh, what else am I trying to say? I can't think of the other band. Lincoln Park kind of vocal thing going on but uh definitely a great production on the recordings and all that definitely check it out um i'm not sure what episode i'm on right now i think this may be 46 or something like that 46 or 47 it don't matter but thanks to all my uh listeners in south africa chiming in philippines west germany or not west germany what is this tell down tear down that wall mr gorbachev i mean germany um and uh where else the uk canada ireland so far uh united states ireland and, and canada and the philippines are my main uh, audience I'm still looking to grow it got some russian audience members listening now um hopefully uh got some really good interviews coming up for you in the next few episodes too been kind of putting a lot of episodes in the can as they say not like uh not putting the episodes in the uh toilet just in the uh in the can that's what the cool kids say when they're doing podcasts that just means i got them in on file and i can put them out there i think i got three or four waiting to put out um uh, a lot of you know, uh, my hardcore listeners know I release a lot of these on Spotify and Apple and all that um, before I actually tell anybody about it. So if you follow me on Spotify or anything, you'll already have known, uh, you'll already have it my neck, my other two uh, listened to already that I haven't even actually told anybody about yet. But it was good to have Ryan Medora on, basis for Robin Ford. It, um, next one I'm going to pop out there which is like i said it's already actually out there so don't tell anybody um until i get until i have a drop day usually i drop on wednesday and sunday i don't only reason i do sundays because nobody ever seems to drop any podcasts that day unless it's a church thing and i ain't no church thing um not that i oppose that um if it's all good um anyway i, I got a dr uh uh denson Angulo, he's a kick-ass bass player. He's got, got an interview with him coming up soon. I got a uh, stuntman, Kenny Mazak, coming on. Then I got a surprise for you. I'm not even going to tell you about it right now. 
But anyway, what's going on in the world today? Got a uh, still on virus mode. Um, trying to, you know, I was I was listening to NPR, National Public Radio, which I tend to do a lot in the mornings and on my drive home from work. Usually listen to podcasts all day during the day, but uh, on my drives in and out in my personal vehicle, as they say, um, I listen to NPR. But I, there was a doctor on there. He was saying like if eighty percent of the people, or even at least seventy-five to eighty percent of the people, would wear a mask for six weeks, we'd get a grip on this thing. But then we got the dumb fucks out there that won't wear their mask and just uh, think it's a conspiracy to take down Trump. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around the stupidity of some people. Uh, everything's not a conspiracy theory. I'm telling you right now. Maybe there is some. Maybe there ain't some. But don't just blindly believe some bullshit. I mean, have something to back it up and make sure it ain't some dumb YouTube video from InfoWars. Or, uh, you know, get some get some science behind your shit. And, you know, the same doctor was saying, you know, you, it doesn't cut off your oxygen. It doesn't change your oxygen levels at all. Doctors have been doing it for years. If you ever worked, if you ever worked construction and done sheetrock, painting, and... That kind of shit, you gotta wear one, you know, that's the way it is, the damn paint fumes will get to you more than the virus will almost, <laughs> so people's been wearing masks, um, even if they, even if they found out it didn't do that much, it's gotta do something, I mean, if you got it, and spit's coming out of your mouth, when you, which it does, when you can't even see the particles, it's gonna help, I mean, even, I don't give a shit if it helps 5%, that's maybe one person's life, but you still got the stupid people. Won't put on the mask. Sorry, my listeners out there that won't put on the mask. You know I love you guys, but put on your mask. I'll love you even more. You'll actually be prettier if you put on the mask. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so will I. <laughs> I ain't. I ain't mad at you. It's unless you put your unless you don't put on your mask, then I am. But anyway. Southern Man Western Town, like I said, you can um, always go to anchor.fm uh, slash Jeff-Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. You can shoot me a direct message right onto the podcast. I'll play it on here if you want. If you don't want me to, say on there, don't play this, and I'll just talk about it. If you got something you want me to talk about, somebody you want me to interview, shoot me a line on there. You can you know, you know, can also listen to this, this podcast on Spotify and Apple and all those other places, um, platforms, if you will, um, catch me, uh, catch me on Sundays around 9.30, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, I do my little improv guitar jazz jam thing on Facebook Live, uh, Jeff S. Lawrence on Facebook, if you can't find me there, because there's a bunch of Jeff Lawrence's, um, go to, um, the podcast Facebook page, which is Southern Man Western Town Podcast, right on Facebook. Uh, Insta- Instagram, J Law Music Man. I don't easily go live on Instagram because I'm too stupid to figure it out. Um, and Twitter, Jeff S. Lawrence One, if you want to bitch at me about politics. A lot of times I drop, the, I drop these shows on all three of those social media sites. But I, you know, like I said, I, they're released on Spotify and Apple and all that first, and then I'll kind of what I call my brand um, 
you know, on Wednesday I'll push another one, Sunday I'll push another one, even if they might be already out there, which they probably will be. But uh, listen to all of them. I'm, I'm almost on 50 episodes. Go back and listen to, there's some damn good ones on there. This one with Tommy Durth coming up is one of my best, one of my favorite interviews that I've done. I've got, you know, three or four favorite interviews that I can think of. And this is definitely one of them. <clears throat> one of them I haven't aired yet. And then I've had uh, Ben Miller, uh, guitarist for Rodney Atkins, was a really favorite interview of mine. And uh, Ashton Zire, singer out of uh, L.A. and Vegas. Um, that was a really <clears throat> one of my favorite interviews as well. One with Brian Barentine, old friend with Funiki Jam. Uh, Tommy Stewart with Hallow's Eve. Those are all good interviews. All my doom metal bands off of uh, Black Doomba Records. Our sponsor, those guys are all, all those good interviews. <clears throat> um, uh, Kenny Mazak was a good interview with a stuntman guy. He's uh, two episodes away. It's actually already released, but like I said, you know, like I said, and I push them when I push them. Um, what else? Is there, oh, if you want to go to YouTube, uh, Jeff Lawrence Lessons. If you want to Venmo me to help support the show, I do need support on the show. I don't care if it's one dollar a month, and you can support it right on Anchor.fm/slash Jeff-Lawrence. But you can go to Venmo.com/slash Jeff-Lawrence-48. You can uh, PayPal me at LawrenceJeff1968 at Gmail.com. I'm bringing you a lot of content, and I ain't making jack. <laughs> I don't really care about making money. Um, you know, I, I got—I need to make some just to keep up. Hell, to even put strings on my guitar to do these improvs at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, help me help support me. This uh, this is—I wasn't really wanting to do this as a hobby. I was, I was kind of wanting to do it as a side hustle. But uh, you know, I enjoy bringing music to people that may not hear it, like like the people that listen over in Ireland. Um, they might not have heard of a daily basis. Who's going to, you know, Tommy Durth's band, who's on today, so now they will. That's the kind of the reason I'm doing it. And I, plus, I think everybody has a good story. All the all, all the musicians and artists out there have stories, and some people, you know, you might not hear them because it's not exactly what you would call famous. And some of them are, some of them are famous, some of them are semi-famous, some of them are famous in their own circles, like a... Like the bassist Ryan Medora, she's a real popular in bass player circles. She plays bass player uh, bass with Robin Ford. Um, like Ben Miller, he's real popular in guitar circles. Plays with uh, Shenandoah, um, Rodney Atkins, and whatnot. So, uh, but I'm trying to get it out there to more people. And you know, you, you can get lost in the sea. Now everybody, you know, when I was coming up and younger, you had to, you know, you had to have an A and R guy at a record company to discover you. Before. before you uh anybody wouldn't hear you or know about you now you can just be any jerk off and uh, release a, sh a song you know anytime you want so it's, you, a lot of stuff tends to get lost in the shuffle you can't even there's i mean you can there's no way you could listen to everything there's just no way you'd have to you'd be listening to music all day long every second you still wouldn't even get through you know one one hundredth of the shit that's out there so, kind of why I'm doing this, and uh, I, you know, personally, I like doing it. I like to interview. I like practicing my interview skills. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get better at it. Um, maybe take it to the next level at some point. Who knows? Um, but anyway, 
You can also find all my music on uh, Spotify and Apple on J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence and Warhorse. Still waiting to hear back um, from Spotify about my um, compilation of my electric instrumentals from the early 2000s and stuff. Some things from the 90s probably too. Um, Melodies and Madness. I said it's going to be released. I don't know when it's going to be. Um, still got my... Uh, you can go to my website, thejslawrence.com. You can stream some music on there, but you can't download it. You can buy CDs in my instructional book from me off my web, off my email, lawrencejeff1968 at gmail.com. If you're in a Idaho, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Idaho, August 7th and 8th, I will be playing guitar with the real Doug Lane, supporting his latest album, uh, Water from the Stone. Just filling in because his guitarist can't make it. Um, Doug Lane was on this show, probably episode 15, somewhere in that area. Go back and check that out. I've got uh, my, the J-Law Trio, my own uh, classic rock trio, playing September 9th and October 11th, I want to say. I think I got that right. My August 5th date in Park City, Utah. Solo show has been canceled because of the virus. Um, these other gigs might end up being canceled, but so far they're, uh, they're booking. They kind of reached out to me, so, um, looks like they're ready to book. Anyway, that's about it for today. Wear your mask. Um, enjoy my interview with Tommy Durth, and I'm going to play you out a bit. sugars or many other ailments? Mary says, my pain levels were near intolerable. My sugars were scary high and blood pressure was near stroke level and sleep was elusive. After one month, I'm experiencing healthier blood pressure and sugars. I'm sleeping close to eight hours a night and I'm thinking about being out in nature. Katie says, adding this to my daily routine is a game changer. It helps decrease my appetite, curb my cravings, and makes me feel fuller, longer. James says, after nine surgeries on my back and neck, due to military injuries, I had a lot of discomfort. The doctor prescribed recommendations that left me in a fog. I started this simple project and noticed a reduced amount of discomfort. I have been feeling better and reduced my use of what the doctor gave me. My name is Samantha Burrell. I work with a team of doctors, nurses, nutritionists, and trainers to aid people in better maintaining their health with hopes to be able to reduce the use of the pharmaceuticals through a whole food spectrum. 
I am always looking to help others take their lives back through better health. If you feel you are in good health, but would enjoy helping others maintain their health while getting paid for it, let's talk this week. I am a health and wellness coach, Samantha Burrell, 385-377-0981. My World by Daily Basis featuring Tommy Dearth.
sounds of daylight morning. Grave cover. Cult of sorrow. Tommy Stewart's dire wolf. Wither without you. Bloody jars. Negative wall. And the artists of Doom and Nomicon. Doomstress. Stone Man. Dead Register and more. Black Duma Records. On Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, and Big Cartel. And BlackDumaRecords.co. Black Duma Records. Expect the dark. Support our sponsor, Black Doomba Records at blackdumbarecords.co. All right, joining me right now on the phone is a all-around entertainer, uh, Tommy Dirth. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Are you, are, are you're in California, right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Okay, calling me right from the... And I guess everything got shut down again. I was, I'm right. Yeah, um, yesterday was the last day things were open, and uh, today everything's shut down again. They decided close everything up again so i got my last haircut yesterday <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's crazy it's i'm a i'm in northern utah we're kind of i don't know what we're doing i think we're, we're we're back open a little bit right now but they're talking about shutting it down again but who, know, who yeah. knows um but you seem to be getting a lot done during this whole thing from what i've been uh keeping track of you with you've been re- releasing a lot of music with your band daily basis yeah, I've been uh, basically just uh, using the time to, to work on a lot of music. And uh, since uh, I was doing a lot of acting and stuff and all those jobs uh, got shut down uh, when the coronavirus started, so that when we got all quarantined. So I've been basically just working in the studio nonstop and just writing songs and uh, trying to put them out. And I'm kind of trying to stay on a once-a-month basis, put out a new song every month. Now, didn't you just put out one around the, I want to say the ninth? Yes, yeah, I put a, a Feeling Fine uh, was the song, and it came out uh, on the ninth, and then uh, I have another one coming out next month, and then uh, basically from there I'm going to start, really, the, the newer songs are going to start uh, uh, kind of getting into a more alternative pop direction, like we're kind of going with this new sound, Um so been been testing out different sounds and styles while while quarantined, and uh, I think I found like a, a new new voice in music that I'm trying to push. Yeah, I was gonna for the future. I was gonna ask you about that, and you kind of answered part of my question. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you what kind of genre you kind of fit yourself in because I was listening to a lot yeah. of it, and there's a lot lot going on there. Yeah, I mean, like originally when I started music, I was playing like uh, in punk bands and stuff, and then eventually I got into metal. I was playing uh, and putting out some uh, albums in metal and stuff. And then uh, this last one was more, I, I just kind of give it the broad term of alternative because we're uh, touching on uh, a little bit of rock, a little bit of the hip hop genres, a little bit of the pop genres and things. And yeah. uh, and I guess, uh, you know, it's kind of getting more into that uh, pop realm. The next, the next one is a little more... Um, a little more pop, and and Sun's calling it like an alternative pop. Yeah, and I I could definitely hear a little bit of punk still in the in the vocals a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean definitely, and especially you know I was really into like bands like Linkin Park and things, and so like growing up, I was always uh 
trying to emulate their voices and do that kind of stuff. Were like you, these different bands were, and, and that Imagine Dragons and different bands like that. So I kind of was uh, learning from them and stuff, and now I'm kind of uh, finding my own vocal direction. Where are you? Where are you from originally? Um, grew up in the uh, Studio City in Los Angeles. Here. Oh, okay. So you're right there, right there at home. Yeah, I've been here. Been here my whole life. <laughs> Probably seen a lot of a lot of musical changes going going on there. Yeah, um, surprisingly, the um, it seems like the rock genre is getting less and less funding and stuff as as time's going along here. So, um, a lot of the big labels that found a lot of the big uh, rock like bands that we that I grew up with, uh, they're no longer signing rock bands and stuff. You know? So, uh, kind of uh, changed for me when I started uh, trying to do um, all my when I was doing metal and stuff. And so then I, I, I was getting into the alternative side and, and things. And I kind of, uh, kind of found a new voice within the new, uh, marketplace, I guess. <laughs> and now on the, now the daily basis is your band. And is that, is there just three of you or look like there was just, three um, no, it's just, I mean, it's me as a solo artist. And then, uh, I have, uh, different people that play with me. Oh, okay. I, must have, I was just looking at pictures. I did see you play some, play a smoke and lead on a few things and then uh do doing a lot of vocals so you're doing the bass oh, yeah. drums and the keys and everything yeah well my uh um so i like on the recordings and stuff i was doing the the guitars and 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 then um bass guitars and all that stuff and i'd write all the pieces but my um i think in some of the videos i have my brother playing drums and i had uh um different people doing the dj's stuff for me and i kind of like uh Depending on the song, I have different musicians come in and out and, and play for me. So it's always uh, um, depends on the song, I guess. Same thing when you gig, when you gig too, I guess. Yeah. Did you have a, different, uh, Did you have guys. many gigs lined up before this all hit? Um, yeah, actually, I was I was lining up a, a bunch of uh, LA shows, and then it just kind of like um, they all dropped everything uh, right right when it started, and so then. Um, I kind of took my focus away from the the show side so that I could work on new music, new uh, songs and stuff, and basically try to try to use my time wisely so that I can actually uh, continue moving forward, even though we're stuck uh, inside. Might have to book some uh, book some shows further out this way. <laughs> we're uh, I, pl- I play uh, I'm pl- I'm mainly a jazz guitarist now, but I ended up having to take a few country gigs up in Idaho because uh, oh, wow. there's no they're they're kind of they just really kind of don't care up there in Idaho and yeah. <laughs> Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming. Though they don't really have a lot of cases in the, of the Corona in any of those places either. But yeah, they're still booking booking bands. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Uh, good to get out of the state for a little bit and just go travel around and <laughs> play some shows outside here. <laughs> yeah, you could you could do it. You could definitely book things here. They here's uh they still have like a. In Utah, in Salt Lake and Park City and stuff, they have a, I guess fifty people can come in the bar and they they can't dance and uh, it's they, oh, wow. they stream it at the same time online and like it's kind of a kind of a weird deal. Yeah, you got to keep your six foot distance while you you know dance. <laughs> yeah. Now as far as uh now as far as the daily basis, where did where what made you um come up with that name? What does that have a? Any um, I mean. Basically, like when I was doing it, I, I was thinking, you know, play music on a daily basis, and uh, that right. kind of just stuck with me. The idea that 
I'm doing this on a daily basis and, you know, people uh, like I, I want to listen to this on a daily basis. And it's just kind of like that whole concept is kind of stuck with me. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and as uh, you mentioned earlier, your acting and stuff, which I've, I've been kind of keeping track of that too. And you, you've done quite a lot of stuff out there. Um, what came first, like the acting or the, or the music? Um, the music's always been there. Like uh, my dad was a country artist. And so growing up with, with him, doing his music and stuff kind of like I, I just jumped right into music at a young age and stuff and was always really into playing guitar and singing and doing that stuff um so i mean i've, I've had bands since i was like in, in middle school and stuff um and then I, I i did little touches of acting here and there when i was uh growing up and i was in stage shows and different things but I, i'd say it, it really started with the music and then i kind of uh got into the acting side a little uh a little later did you, I, I did acting but i wasn't as into it as i was into the music uh growing up yeah i know what you mean now you said your dad was a musician is he uh playing country out there in la was he kind of in the bakersfield kind of sound or um he, he he was uh he he died about 10 years ago um but he uh grew up in ohio and stuff and he moved out here and and he was his songs he was doing a lot of that in, in like the 70s and stuff uh so he had that like a uh, country rock sound um that like old old uh i guess uh you'd say rockabilly and, and country rock stuff that he was doing uh yeah a lot of the uh nothing. a lot of the country from california is like got that uh got that bakersfield kind of twin telecaster kind of buck owens yeah. merle haggard kind of thing I guess yeah, he was he was into that stuff, but he, he, yeah, he, he he wasn't quite like that, you know. It was a little bit uh, a little bit older sounding, I guess. I guess because it was a little bit before before that time. Oh, I got you, I got you. Well, as far as uh, as far as all the acting goes, what I know, did I read right that you were like a stormtrooper in the in the Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I was I was stormtrooper in the Mandalorian for the first season. Uh, on the last couple of episodes when they had that big that big battle scene and stuff. Uh, um, I had just, so I was like, uh, which was like a dream come true for me. Cause you know, if I'm going to be in something, I would <laughs> Star Wars would definitely be something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm probably, uh, I'll probably get 500 more listeners just cause of that. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I don't think I've made it to that episode yet. I just barely kind of started watching it about a few months back. And, um, mm. but, uh, yeah, no, definitely it's, it's, out of all the Star Wars stuff, uh, I, I definitely, for some reason, this really clicks with me. I, I really, uh, like, I, I think it's one of my favorite things of, of the Star Wars franchise just because it's like a very straightforward concept of a bounty hunter, you know? Like, it's, uh, and it's just, like, you don't really need to know Star Wars too much to really get into this because it's it's very straight, like, the story is a very straightforward story and it explains it very well. So I really, like, enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I enjoyed being a part of it. I was, like, you know, the whole time I was there, I was just uh, kind of geeking out on on <laughs> the fact that I was there. <laughs> yeah, so I was, was kind of liking it too. I'm an, I'm a, I'm older than you. I'm I'm like 50 years old. But I uh, when I saw the uh, original one come out in the theater, I was I was always pissed because they only showed that character, the, the Boba Fett guy, for real, real brief. Yeah. you know, <laughs> I was always pissed. I was like, yeah. I was like that and they show cool. one scene, and then the next scene he's dead. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it's like you know, make, and then and then he. Uh, and then 
people are talking about him, and I was like, you know, you know, they should have kept him in there. <laughs> yeah, I was always pissed off about that. Um, yeah, but at least at least they're going the going the route of uh, showing showing his capabilities at least now. You know, showing what they what he what he could have been. You know. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you gonna are you gonna get back in into there and into, the, into the show again? You think or you don't really know? Um, I mean. My name's tour like my name's on uh in their books, so like hope like hopefully. Uh I mean I know I know all the filming a lot of the filming has shut down so so of course uh it's kind of uh up in the air at the moment. But um I mean I was booking a lot of different shows from there, from from Star Wars to I was on Dollface, uh and just like, you know, kind of lining up a bunch bunch of different things. Did something on the mass singer uh and stuff yeah, well, and just kind of what happened on that what was on that i saw that too what did you uh what did you end up doing on that? um i was i was uh like you you'll see me as like uh i'm sitting there with the cell phone so you can you can uh showing you how how to vote you know oh i got you and he did something so, like, on that uh on the game show that elizabeth banks host i forget the name of it um oh yeah the uh what is that? I forgot the name of that show now. <laughs> but I have watched it a couple of times. It, yeah, it's, uh, uh I can't, for, for some reason I, I, I left my mind, but yeah, yeah I know it's, um, it's the, uh, yeah, and I just saw the commercial for it right before you called. <laughs> just... Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm, for that, I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm there kind of, uh, you'll, see me cheering cheering them on and stuff like that oh i got you i got you um, but that was that was kind of uh just kind of um sitting in the audience doing stuff but that wasn't uh an actual acting gig oh i got you i got you what yeah. what other uh what other notable things were you in that we might know of um i mean i've i was on that uh seal team show recently i don't know that they put it out doing uh i was on this this new show uh that's supposed to come out. It's uh, I can I can see your voice. Oh, okay. I believe that's the name of the show. The uh, so I'm like a, a photographer on that on that show, uh, photographing like the guys and stuff and um, playing that part. And then the uh, I was on Schooled for a couple seasons. Okay. As uh, okay. one of the football students and stuff. Um, kind of see me you, you see me with the main characters the whole time but uh um a lot of my shots got cut out but some of them some of them did make it in so <laughs> yeah kind of just see me yeah. see me standing there with them all the time and then we, we like in, in one of the scenes we we grab the kid and we throw him and then it cuts and then he like he, he had broken his arm or something in the uh like we're supposed to be doing like battling the cheerleaders or something on one of the episodes <laughs> oh, okay. that's cool that's cool <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah so i mean did that i mean was working on uh was on the, the fosters tv show was doing uh just kind of like uh jumping from show to show so every every other day i was on something different and i was uh basically the a lot of this stuff was all lined up for the for the next couple months and then it all got shut down and then all those jobs just stopped well i'm sure you'll uh i'm sure you'll get back into it whenever they they do get back to normal <laughs> if we ever do. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the TV shows now are filming through Zoom. Uh, what I'm seeing. Yeah. So they do a a lot of a lot of reality shows are doing the Zoom style. <laughs> yeah, luckily with the music, you can still uh, stay creative and stay putting that stuff out. 
Yeah. With the, with I'm the, always doing that. I'm always working on music, always uh, coming up with new stuff. And I believe the newer the newer music that's going to be coming out is uh, is definitely uh, a big, cool new sound. It's, it's definitely a game changer from what I was doing uh, from the previous stuff. So I think it's uh, it's really kind of a, a modern modern twist on what I was doing rock wise. It's just kind of uh, pushing that. Um, that alternative pop sound uh, a little bit harder. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I've noticed you've done some collabs with like uh, some other artists too on some of those songs. Yeah, or, yeah, I did a collaboration with uh, Maretta Soltvet. She's she's uh, she sings with that. Uh, what is it? Uh, Two Steps from Hell. Uh, yeah, I believe it's called. Yeah. And the and you know she's she's sang on Ready Player One uh, uh, for the advertising, and she's sang for for that movie and she sang on all kinds of stuff she's always on tour doing things and doing big stuff and then also i had that chuck daggers on there which uh he was doing some big dj work at the time and stuff and i uh brought him in he was a good loved his vote his, his rapping vocals and stuff so i just kind of i needed to, to write something with him on it you know yeah 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 i was listening to that that was cool yeah. What about all the uh, really on, kinda, on all the videos? Are you do you do all those yourself, or kind of produce them yourself and direct them and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I I, I run a um, I have a film production company as well. So I do uh, we do film production and we do we've done commercial stuff and um, we film for all kinds of things. We did some Yamaha stuff. We did just all kinds of things. And so I, I brought them in on my uh, music video and kind of uh, wrote we created this whole, these whole concepts of, uh, I was really into like Michael Jackson's, the uh, music videos growing up. Like they, the fact that they were like movies almost like 10 minute long. Oh yeah. Yeah. Things, the thriller, the thriller stuff and the, uh, just every, everything you'd want. Like he even put out a movie, I guess, with all his music videos. And it was just really kind of cool to see that stuff. So I kind of wanted to follow in those, like in his footsteps of the idea that, you know, create something cinematic where it feels like it's a movie and then it goes into the music video and, and, and it doesn't just feel like we're just performing the song for you. Wanted to do kind of a, let they like, kind of bring you into the world of the song. Yeah, I can and see that. that. My, uh, I can see that now that you say it, now that uh, now that you say the Michael Jackson yeah. thing, I can kind of see the connection. <laughs> they're, they're really well done, man. Really, really well done oh, thank videos. You. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was Definitely, gonna, uh, Oh, got 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 the right team together and right 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 people that really knew what they were uh, they were doing. So the day of, I just you know I could just be the artist and and uh, they kind of uh, took it into their hands and really made something good out of it. You know. Yeah, it takes a little of the pressure off of you. <laughs> let you <laughs> let you be a little more creative without having to, all the stress. Yeah. Um, like normally, I, normally that that's my I, I do I produce and I I put I put the projects together and then the day of you know. It's just uh, kind of rolling from there, and I just make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, and and you have your own record company too, right? Um, I I have a Dearth Music licensing and Dearth Records and stuff, and we uh we put music basically uh in video games, commercials, uh movies, TV shows, and stuff, and represent the catalog of about ten thousand songs and stuff. And we just basically uh and I've done music supervision as well. And so, yeah, I run, uh, um, been doing that for a long time. Um, and kind of just, uh, used to do it with other companies and I started my own, decided that I would, uh, 
kind of develop my own company along with the film production company. Since I was doing a lot of the music and stuff for the company, I kind of uh, they kind of just worked hand in hand. Yeah, so yeah. it be kind of kind of became its own its own entity. <laughs> it seems like you were just born with like a shitload of creativity and drive, man, and you, <laughs> and you, and you put it to work. Yeah, well, I mean, originally I went to I went to school for music business, so that was my my thing. Is I I, I was already writing songs and things, and I wanted to learn the business side, and I I decided that I would. Uh, learn that and, and go to school for that and then uh you know people people i knew were all a lot of the people i knew were in the film production so i was like well let's open that you know let's, let's do that as well so we just decided to uh to do both at the same time when i uh and just kind of uh was working on both and getting getting little jobs here and there with uh, each of them and until they kind of grew to what they were <laughs> but oh, they are now, I guess. That's cool, man. I gotta, I gotta connect you with my friend Kelsey Matthews that lives out in LA. She's a kind of like you. She don't, she doesn't really run her own behind the scenes stuff, but she's she's a dancer, mm-hmm. singer, actress. She's been on like mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time and you know, that TV show, and then she oh, like, wow. puts out all these killer videos like you do. She's right there in LA, but she's like a Irish Celtic singer, so I don't know. If it would, uh, oh, wow. it would fish. She, she was on my show probably episode thirty or something. This is like episode forty six here, but um, yeah. yeah, you have to you have to connect with her. I bet you could use her. In there yeah, somewhere. it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, film and TV stuff. They always uh, there's no limit to what kind of music they need. They just need uh, they just need good stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes she does like really good background vocal stuff too. Um, yeah. As far as that. Uh, I got a lot of guitar nerds that listen to this show um, from other countries and stuff, especially. <laughs> Some reason in the Philippines, there's a lot of guitar nerds that listen to this show. But they always want to know what guitar guitars the people play and stuff. So what? A, what um, I, I um, my my typical guitar, um, I guess, is uh, I have a a Gibson and I I I put uh, some EMGs in them, some EMG pickups. Yeah. Um. So on the on the Let's say the um, bridge side. I, I kind of have I have the EMG, and towards the uh, on the next side I have a P ninety four. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Those are good Gibson pickup. So I kind of and and it's a an Epiphone, and surprisingly that Epiphone that I had uh, um, added those uh, pickups to sound they get like a, a much a much richer and deeper sound than even the the Gibson Les Pauls that I have. Um. But um, I also use a uh, a Schecter, uh, what is it, a Schecter Hellraiser. Um, it's a nine-string. Oh, that's cool. So, like, to get those, uh, to match kind of the, the electronic sounds and the things uh, the things that we're putting into the music um, on the DJ side stuff and the, the, I guess, the popular stuff, like, sometimes we have to play the guitar a little deeper to get to get into those notes and so i i started using a nine string and of course the and, and the Schecter actually uses um elongated uh uh emg pickups oh, okay and they they get like a so basically you're getting lower in notes and they uh but it gets a, a slightly higher in sound so it doesn't necessarily feel like you're playing a bass it still feels like a guitar oh, okay. which i was really surprised about because uh, you know you would think down there's just going to be some sloppy notes and stuff, but actually it came out 
where you're actually you get a pretty good tone for those uh deep strings and i think i think my bottom string on that is like a 105 gauge <laughs> that's crazy <Yeah. laughs> so you're basically playing a, a bass string you know bass strings but yeah yeah and I, i've played a seventh string a good bit but I, I didn't i haven't played a nine string what is that does it have two lower strings than the yeah seventh one? it basically goes lower so it goes um it goes down to a c sharp i believe oh okay that's so it crazy. goes down from a to a B to F sharp C sharp. Okay, I on got the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a and lot. They, of, uh, I'll go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean basically, like w when you get down that low, I wouldn't. I don't suggest playing chords because uh, it's just more for like uh, when you're doing some like single note uh, kind of really chunky riffs and stuff. Then yeah. it, it sounds. Uh, it kind of gets that like punchy rhythm, and then when you mix it with the bass guitar and stuff, and and. And if you have a, if you have a second guitarist that's doing like a harmony up above, then it sounds it can sound really really good. <laughs> yeah, it probably sounds a little bit like a baritone guitar, I guess. And you, yeah, you know, just something about it. Like, but it, that that guitar actually does get a higher end sound for some reason than my uh, like in tone, I guess, than um, the Epiphone that I was using the uh, with the same EMG pickups, but they're just. They're tuned differently, I guess. Yeah, that, on the on the EMG you put in, is it one with the, that you have to put the battery in the back or? Uh, no, I'm uh, on the Epiphone. I'm using the HZ oh, okay. uh, EMG HZs, and I've I've used the Active. It the Active gets a little bit brighter sound, and so I was the the problem I was having is uh um when I would when I would use that uh the Active like pickups they would. That they would be so bright and teeny that I would I would lose that kind of Metallica low end when you're doing those uh, down like constant down picking and doing all that metal stuff. And I was playing that like I would I would lose all that punch. Oh, um, so I I was uh, and and in, in the Les Paul I, I did have some of the active pickups and stuff and uh, just comparing the two. I mean that's why on my album um, for the last one I I kind of combined the guitar. So like I would use. I would record the same thing with each of the guitars and then kind of do a blend in the mix so that they they all kind of find their place in the mix so you get a nice wide range in the sound. Oh, yeah. I understand that, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, know, yeah. What, I know what you mean with the Epiphone, too. I have an Epiphone, and uh, it's like 300 bucks, and it's and I've got a Gibson Les Paul, and it sounds better than my Les Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, you know, like, it, like I... Sometimes money is not not better, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just depends on who made it that day, I guess, or how that you know. You yeah, know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, I got I got a lot of one of my sponsors is Black Doomba Records out of Atlanta, Georgia. That's where I'm originally from. But uh, oh. and they uh, there's a lot of doom metal bands that come on the show, and they're all they're always tuning down to A and crazy tuning. They should they should get the nine string guitars. Yeah, <laughs> and save yeah, them I mean, a lot of trouble. That'll do all the tuning for them, you know. <laughs> yeah, I had one get one. Yeah, I mean. The ones that tune down to A, I don't know how. Oh, what were you saying? I was going to say, the ones that are tuning down to A, I don't even know how they do that. It's like a rubber band on there. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I've seen some people doing the, uh, where they do the A, and then they um, then they basically try to do, like, an octave thing and play them. But, like, yeah, definitely with these strings, like, just doing the lower, like I was always kind of like, eh, I don't need all those extra strings. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not really into it. And I, I just use the normal guitar. But then some, uh, like a friend of mine came over and he he had the the Schecter. He was playing for Schecter at the time, and uh, 
and he brought the guitar over and I first touched it and I didn't even know what to do with it. You know, like it was the neck was so big. I felt like I didn't even know how to play my own songs on that thing. Cause it was just so big and like, where do my fingers go? Yeah. So it, it, it took a little effort of learning, relearning how it feels to play on that. And then, uh, once you do, like sometimes I'll, I'll, t- I'll tune one of the lower strings, then I'll do a drop D style on some of the lower strings so that I can, uh, kind of play riffs and use those, uh, punch those in and they sound great i mean like you really you you would have an easy time if you're doing that uh that low a on the on that guitar yeah that's that's cool man i yeah and i look forward to listening to more of your music and try and checking that out um you know what i was gonna you know i was gonna tell you too and i don't know if anybody's ever done this and i haven't done it i haven't recorded it but you might could somebody like you might could take this idea but I, i used to teach guitar lessons for years um mm. and i would have i would be in these rooms with these little practice amps and they would have like one input so i'd have to get these yeah. i'd have to get this like headphone splitter cord and plug mine and the student's guitar into the same uh amp. oh yeah and i would notice like if i tune if i turned my volume down on my guitar his would or his or hers would uh also be silent but I also noticed that I was getting the sound off of the other guitar. So I started messing around with it. I just started putting my, like I put my Fender Strat on one side and my Les Paul on the other. And I just set my Strat on the stand and then oh, wow. play, play my Les Paul. And I would get the Strat sound out of my Les Paul. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you should, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you should try that. Somebody like you might could do something with that. But it, yeah, you just get one of those little headphone splitters and, and you split two guitars into one, <laughs> and for some reason both both guitars come out of one. Wow! Yeah, see, I'm I'm, I'm very into like trying out the different sounds because they're very uh, like you know I, I I like to combine mic sounds like I like to combine amps I like to combine uh, I think I, I even put a video out showing the different sounds of uh, guitar strings and basically like like people don't realize that they like the super chunky sound or this and that, but they, they don't realize that your guitar string really changes the sound of your guitar, like things, tiny little things like that. And even the guitar pick you're using actually changes the sound of, of what your guitar sounds like. And people don't realize that they just, they, they, they don't go out and try all the strings. Like I actually went to places like guitar center and bought the entire wall of strings. So I can just try each one and, and record each one and see what they sounded like. And so I found, the one that I normally use, and I use the was it the um, Fender Super Bullets, the oh, yeah, yeah. nine gauge, and they're like the super slinky, like they they really like get that like slinky sound, but you also can get the uh, the heavy sound, uh, like a really good heavy but bright sound and stuff, and that was uh, I, something I noticed out of those strings, like they don't talk about those strings as much as they talk about like you might hear about some of these like heavier fat uh strings to get those fatter sounds but of course the the size of the string doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have a heavier better sound yeah i've been using diodarios for like 30 years i should probably try something new (laughs) but i I, (laughs) i'm mainly a smooth jazz guitarist now so i mean i'm just kind of running clean through an app yeah but uh yeah yeah i mean and and the clean versus the the distorted like they all they all have their differences and, and depending on what guitar they're on then they also change uh you might a different set of strings might actually make it uh make the guitar sound different and better for that depending you, you never really know until you actually like sit there and play with it all 
Yeah, doing something like that, plugging in both of your guitars into one one amp. That's kind of a <laughs> never tried that before. You know? Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to try. They just like that's what they made us do teaching because they were there was these little Fender amps. They only had one input, so there wasn't really any choice. Yeah. One day the the boss guy just comes in and hands me this headphone splitter and says, "Here is do this." And I started noticing I was getting the other guy's guitar <laughs> sound out of my guitar. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I, I, I can do this without him playing it. I can just set one on the stand and. <laughs> well, I've never recorded anything like that, but yeah, you might could take that and run with it. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, man, I've uh, I've kept you over thirty minutes now. I feel bad. This has been a uh, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. And I appreciate. Big, oh, thank big, you. Big yeah, I appreciate it. In. Okay. Yeah. Tell. I appreciate the invite. Oh man, I'm I'm glad you came on. I'm, I got a feeling if it wasn't for the if the virus wasn't here, you might not have time. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> always doing something, but you know, uh, I I enjoy. I enjoy talking guitar all the time, so you know I'll find time for that. <laughs> well, all the uh, all the women quit listening to the show five minutes ago, but <laughs> we started talking gear. Now, there's been a few shows where I wouldn't I wouldn't mention the gear, and I get these emails from these, especially these two guitarists in the Philippines. Or why didn't you ask them what guitar he was playing? No, this. Stuff. <laughs> um, so now I, mean, I can even go all the way down to the the microphones. I I was using the I prefer. Something that's a, a little trick that I noticed uh, that some people don't know is because uh, a lot of people use like a 57. That's like the standard that they go to. Yeah. yeah um, and I, I actually use a, a, a Shure Beta 58A on my um, guitars for like that, that higher end sound. Yep. And it for some reason, it sounds exactly like the 57, but it also gets – there's other frequencies of the higher range and, and, and like of the color – that it also picks up. So I end up getting a way better sound than the 57 completely. And like, and, it's, and that's a vocal mic and you would never think to use it. But I, I, I sit there and I run them side by side on the, uh, on the recordings and it, it's just, it's clear as day that that one sounds better, you know, <laughs> but it sounds, it sounds the same, but better. Yeah. And I've always, Very, I've always found if you back the mic off the speaker a bit, it's better. A lot of gigs I use, the sound guy just sticks the mic right on the speaker and it's like, the sound's got to travel, yeah. you know, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize that, you know, like you can't blast the speaker, blast the mic. You're, you're just, you're just pushing the sound and peaking and, and losing all those frequencies when you can really just kind of back it up a little bit and then really just bring it up in the mix board. Yeah, I was, you know? I was reading that's how John Bonham got all the, they got all those drum sounds and Led Zeppelin. They were like, crank the mic up, but they would back it off the drum like ten feet and then. Wow. Let it let the sound wave travel down like a hall, and he, you know, sounds like a cannon going off when he plays. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, <laughs> what about uh, what about guitar amps? Um, I have a an old um, Marshall that I'm using. Uh, it's a Marshall half stack, and it it it, it it's like a celebration, I guess, the uh, amp that I had gotten, and it just something about it. it it's a it's a solid state it's not um tube or anything but it, it for some reason that specific amp gets a really good uh clean distortion where it's like if the like if i'm going to use distortion it's not so like i can get real heavy with it but you can get a really clear but heavy sound so you can actually hear what you're playing and get the heavy yeah and then it has a really good clean sound too and of course i'm i'm a big fan of mesa boogie uh and i've um depending on um what you're what sound you're going for i 
for some reason the amp I, I think I showed it in one of my videos, but like I showed it up close. Um I can't remember the exact uh numbers on it that of, of the name, but the uh like I, I, I love both the Mesa Boogie and I love I love Marshall and um someone recently was telling me about a Vader amp, uh which is supposedly the Mesa Boogie with uh but you can play at any volume. So I I've never haven't tried it yet, but um for this for this album that I was playing on, I, I, I used the I used the Marshall hashtag for that. And then I have a uh an old Fender tube amp, which is uh uh the twin uh reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have one of those. Those are good. Yeah, my dad my dad used to use it in his country rock bands. It it gets like a higher end but like very like rich sound. Great reverb. So kind of nice. like <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful sound. Like it's not something they necessarily make anymore. They don't make that kind of sound in the amps, and so I kind of uh, tossed that in there uh, with some of his color stuff. And I have a his his old uh, Conrad guitar, the like a hollow body electric. So if I'm trying to get like a little bit of the electric acoustic sound, I can I can use that. Um, and then just kind of combining microphones on top of that. So like on like on the Marshall, I. I used the the sure beta 58a and then i surprisingly used a uh a neumann u87 on uh to get those kind of like low mids oh, okay um if it's clean guitar i actually used a, a royer uh 121a microphone the ribbon mic because for some reason that that can get like a really clean but like deep deep sound that's cool um, that you that's cool that you understand all that because you can get the sound you want because i I really don't. I've never really gotten that much into the recording aspect of it. Even I've got twenty six albums out, but I've never uh, been able to. You know, I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> I have to go to the studio. Yeah. I, just, I, I guess I, I, I used to hang out with a lot of a lot of gearheads and stuff, and they and a lot of them would uh, we would just sit there and and test all the microphones in their studio and then in another studio. And, and we just kind of, uh, I, I had the opportunity to listen to all the mics and I would write down all the ones I liked and all the sounds I liked. And then, uh, then kind of set them. We, we would like play with them, like which one sounds better with this one. And, and eventually we started to find the microphones that we actually liked. Uh, that, and depending on what, what genre or what, what kind of feel we're going for for each song. Yeah. You'd like this Marshall I have. I got this little Marshall 210, and it's it's really weird. I was trying to do some research on it because I've never seen another one, and uh, it turns out that they never made it. Like I got in touch with Marshall finally and sent them pictures of it. They were like, "We never, we've never made that amp." <laughs> it's a Marshall amp with two tens. <laughs> they they told me the only thing they can think of is one of the guys that they were that makes their prototypes and stuff just made it and. And that was it. They didn't buy it, and he just—I don't know. Oh, wow. Somehow, I ended up with it. This little Marshall with two tens, and it sounds great. It's a solid, solid. <laughs> yeah, see, my my Marshall has the uh, was it the four twelve? Yeah. And I've yeah, got, it's like the, and getting getting a little Marshall with two tens, and does it have uh, all the built in the built in effects and stuff, or is it a? Uh, no, it's, it's too old for that. It has like a chorus and a reverb, that's and that's it. Oh wow! But uh. Yeah, and another, uh, I mainly use a Fender DeVille uh, 212, but what the weird thing about that is I moved here from Atlanta, Georgia in 2000, and I played a Telecaster through my Fender DeVille, 
had long, you know, mm. I had long hair and a cowboy hat and a beard, and, but I was playing rock. And I, I was the only guy yeah. doing it. Everybody else had Marshall Stacks and Flying V's and shit. Now, now every single person in the state plays a Telecaster through a Deville and has long hair and a cowboy. I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they copied me or anything. It just, just somehow, yeah. somehow I ended up that way. But I'm not. That, Maybe they saw you and the, the word got out. You know. <laughs> I think it's just the whole Nashville kind of Southern rock rock thing kind of getting. You know. Yeah. Um, at the time, wasn't big, but in Georgia, I, where I came from, we I was just being normal. <laughs> we were down there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's the thing is a lot of a lot of people like finding your own sound on the guitar. That's that's the way to go. It's, you know, you don't want to just 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 picking what someone else is doing isn't necessarily your sound. You know, you want to you want to take what they've done and then maybe tweak it so that you get the feel that you want for your songs and things. And people people sometimes copy when they're. But when they're trying something, but they don't, they don't kind of get innovative with their own feel. Yeah, and I found that out here big time because um, I and I didn't realize this till I moved here is because a lot of people kept coming up to me after the gigs and like, man, we really like all that uh, Almond Brother stuff you're doing, and I, I never did a single, I've never learned a single Almond Brother song. It's just I'm, <laughs> it's just because I'm from Georgia and it just kind of comes out that way. And I didn't, I was like, wow, that stuff really seeped into my into my playing somehow but it's like that out here too utah doesn't really have a, a sound like out here but but i, I laugh at it a lot of times because you'll, you'll i'll meet like there'll be like three white guys from provo that say they're a reggae band <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're you're playing you're playing reggae but i don't think it i don't think it would fly in a Jamaica. <laughs> so, we don't think it's authentic. Not authentic enough, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And a lot of the same thing with the blues. A lot of the guys that say they're blues bands around here. I don't. It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't quite fly back where I'm. Back where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think it's good to come up with your own sound, like you're saying. I just don't think anybody around here has done it yet <laughs> in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Still, yeah, stuff. I mean, uh, I got a lot of my my stuff from listening to. I mean, growing up listening to Metallica and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and and then uh, eventually Linkin Park and bands like that, and just kind of all these. I, I even uh, I, like there was one band uh, called Ramstein. Yeah, I know them. Uh, and they their guitar sound is uh, like on their song. They have a song do host, and it's like yep. the guitar sound is so clean and so heavy, and it just like. I've tried to find that sound, and that sound is like uh, it's just it's such a hard sound. And I've sat with the with in, in the mixing studio at these big mastering studios, and we've all tried to figure out how to how they got that sound. It's just like and it and we they keep coming up with ideas, but we've never uh, pinpointed. They they figured out like a really good, clean, heavy sound, and you know that mixed well with the I guess the more poppy uh genres and stuff at the time yeah i'm very i'm that. very very familiar with the song they may just be doing what uh ted nugent did back in the 70s like like he was he was real heavy but he played clean all he did was stack yeah. like he stacked like 40 different fender twins on top of each other and just blasted the <laughs> shit out of it <laughs> he yeah. was actually playing clean the whole time um, they, they may have been doing yeah, something so like that. Time, that, that, that's, that's what metallica metallica likes the uh likes the uh makes the book and, and Marshall uh, blend. And they do that. They, they have like each side of the. But they they kind of have it running all at the same time on stage and stuff. But yeah, you know, like it, it, it's all about that blend. A lot, a lot, especially for recording, is, is 
one sound by itself doesn't necessarily get the full spectrum of the, the frequencies that that you would that you think you're hearing when you're listening to somebody's album. You know. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Well, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to uh. Let's tell everybody where they can get all your stuff. I was mainly listening on Spotify and Instagram today. Right? Um. Yeah, basically, uh, I'm, it, it should be on all uh, all normal outlets, all normal stores online. Uh, and then, of course, we're on social media, on Instagram. Uh, I'm always usually under Daily Basis, Daily Basis Band, or Tommy Durth, uh, one of those. And, and um, like on YouTube, I, I always put a, a video of the songs. Um, it all depends uh, what, what everybody's favorite music store is, but they... They're pretty much on every store. <laughs> now, now, if they go to YouTube, do they go to Tommy Durth, D E A R T H, or is it? Um, or Daily it, they would go to on. It would be YouTube uh, username Daily Basis Band. Okay, and that's and that same thing. D A I L Y B A S I S B A N D, and yep. then they could uh, find our channel there. Yeah, and the, and, the easy, and the way you have your Instagram page up is easy too. You can just go there to um, Daily Basis Band on Instagram, and you have all the links to all your everything else right yeah. under there so that's probably the easy way to um and uh, yeah i have all the stories saved there and you could just swipe up <laughs> and it looked like you uh looked like you had some had some pretty cool looking merch like t-shirts and stuff yeah yeah we just uh we just switched over um uh stores so the store is temporarily down it'll be back up um but we're i'm trying to my whole concept was that every song uh you, you do all this artwork and you do all this uh kind of create this own story for it so why not uh kind of really aim towards uh making uh your merchandise i guess uh aim towards like sharing that artwork and sharing those different things because a lot of people just post the artwork but I, I i took like characters from the music videos and kind of tried to tried to put them in on like each of their own t-shirts and kind of really just make a, a bunch of unique gear and stuff for people that really are interested in and getting some of it you know so they can just keep uh keep track of you on on social media and you'll you'll pop it up when you, when your store gets back going yeah yeah i'm um i'm gonna be putting it back up uh soon we had to we ended up finding something uh, a store that we like a little better so i'm i'm uh kind of transferring it now but definitely we have uh some new stuff coming um and then definitely this new music is just uh it's just a whole new I guess uh, a whole new direction for me, but at the same time, a very, very similar sound where it doesn't it doesn't feel like like I've really gone out of my element, you know. And are you gonna keep releasing another song like every month or? Um, that's that's the uh, that's the plan. Here's uh, one song a month, and in uh, I have next month we have a song called uh, Chosen Ones coming out. And that'll be the final song for these 10 uh, uh, tracks. And then we have a music video coming out the next month for uh, the song Dance With Me. And we have a nice big dance video and stuff and cool video that we're doing for that. And then uh, after that, in October, we're going to start releasing uh, some of the new style stuff, some of the new sound, I guess, the new daily basis sound, I'd say. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And all right, what about any kind of Facebook lives or Instagram lives, or maybe just you and a guitar? Are you gonna do anything like that? Or um, yeah, I've been trying to um, with the songwriting, and everything. I'm uh, basically trying to trying to get some more time so I can sit down. I, I wanted to do like a guitar solo Mondays or something where we just like sit down and do a solo and uh, 
maybe uh, kind of talk gear and things. I tried to put out some gear and stuff and show you like uh, some one of the videos I did. I just basically play all my different guitars in a row, the same riff, so that you can hear the differences in sounds on the same amp, the same strings. Everything's the same except for the guitar so that you can actually, and same mics, and so that you can actually hear the difference in all the sounds. And I wanted to do things like that where people can actually hear the differences between their stuff so they really get like an educated uh, kind of head about what they're going to be picking when they go out to the store and actually buy whatever guitar it is that they want. That's very cool. on On my next couple of shows after this, I've got a couple of guitar makers from Nashville, different companies. They're going to kill me because I can't remember the names of their guitars right now. With their, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you may want to check those shows out. They're going to kind of get technical. They're, uh, they both make guitars that are endorsed by all these country artists out in, uh, and one of them makes amps out in Nashville. They're going to be on my next couple of shows. So, oh wow, and this, uh, yeah, no. yeah, this show goes out to about twenty six hundred people so far, and eight countries but i'm hoping after they find out you were a stormtrooper i'm going to get about five thousand <laughs> five thousand more listeners in two more countries at least yeah yeah well you know <laughs> had some uh had some good times on that set you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll care more about that than all the other stuff we talked about <laughs> except, for, except for my except for my couple of I... hundred guitar nerd guys that always listen yeah i think i put a, a couple uh a couple of pictures of me, I circled out where I'm dead on the floor, you know, in, in the, some of the scenes there. <laughs> Posted that on Instagram and things. Just kind of, uh, you. I mean, it, it's so funny because, like, anybody can be in those costumes and, 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 and be a stormtrooper. So it's like, uh, you know, like, that's one, one cool thing about a stormtrooper is, like, you know, somebody listening to your thing right now, they can actually, they have a chance of uh, being a stormtrooper in the future because... I mean, Mandalorian's a new show, and it's still going, and if they try hard enough, they might find their way in, you know? Yeah, he's got to kill some more. Yeah, yeah. he's got some more work to do, you know? <laughs> and uh, one more thing before you run. Um, so once this virus is open or done, you're gonna are you going to hit the road, or are you going to mainly tour around where you're at? Or? Um, yeah, once the virus is done, um, I'm definitely going to be uh, doing uh, jumping back into acting some more. Um, definitely be uh, putting on some more shows. Uh, I've been asked to do a few shows that were streamed, uh, uh, some live stream shows, but they um, they weren't put together enough that I, I, I was interested. But the um, I'm probably going to start doing some shows around LA, uh, and we may we may branch out in some other areas because uh, we have a lot of new, so many new releases and things that we're working on now that uh, um, staying near the studio is uh, kind of um, the yeah. i guess what what we need to do at the moment but yeah definitely um yeah. definitely gonna be starting some some more shows and things and uh we're always shooting over at the at youtube and and doing things there and just okay. kind of uh definitely I, like i i'm i'm a very film person so i love this sh- i love to shoot video that's something that i always uh kind of aim towards because i can reach a a bigger audience and 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 a lot of the, a lot of my follow, like followers that are interested in what I'm doing, like they, they're all throughout the states and throughout the, like I have people in different countries, all like you know, all the time finding me and stuff. And so, if I, me playing a local show doesn't necessarily reach them and let them see what I'm up to. So, yeah. and that's like, so I like, I like to, like to do things where I can keep everybody, uh, kind of in with what I'm doing and with what, with what, what's coming next. So. 
more videos for sure and some some local shows for sure but uh definitely focusing on a, a new sound new releases and stuff and, and yeah everything you do is great man I, I appreciate you you're an inspiring guy and a and a talented Thank guy you. and i i really appreciate you coming on like i said this is probably my favorite interview i've done yet um Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I I listen I, I listen to the to your show and I I love it. You know, oh love, man, I appreciate love what that. you're doing. You know, well, thanks a lot. And uh, stay safe out there. I don't want you to get the virus or anything. I want you to get back out there as soon as you can. So, hope you uh, yeah, thank you. Hope you stay safe and hope everything everything's well. And I'll uh, hopefully I can get you back on once the uh, virus lifts and things change up. Yeah, yeah, and once you get these new new songs out, then definitely have something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, I'll uh, I'll make sure during the intro and the outro of the show, I'm gonna plug all your stuff again. So, um, and we're, I'm gonna play a couple of your songs on the on the show here too. But uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely appreciate you coming on, and I'll talk to you real soon. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I all appreciate right, it. Good night. Hi. Right, good night. Tomorrow Never Comes, Daily Bassist Band. This moment 